Welcome to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. I'm your host and game master, Nate Borges. Please enjoy our latest episode. Okay, and here we are after our last session, after our last epic climactic battle with Kaisarlu, the necromancer. The party is leveled up. They took a look around the sanatorium basement. They have not explored the rest of it yet, and they are trying to figure out what they do or what to do. But before we get to that, I want to talk to each of the characters about how their characters are doing, what they're thinking, and how the level up went. But before we get to that, I would like everyone to introduce themselves and the characters they're playing. I'm Steve, Stephen Freund, and I play the ever-so-unlovable Alfonso Silverheel and his less-than-faithful Eidolon, Sally. I'm Rob Hard, and I'm playing Gotara, the ever-exasperated Cleric of Torag. <laughs> Alrighty, I'm Jesse Dugas, and I'm playing Dominic Badur. The front light fighter, as mentioned previously, and bard of the group. Hey everyone, I'm Karen Borges. I'm playing Maniri, the cat folk swashbuckler. And I'm Nate Borges, your host and game master. So, out of this world. Right? <laughs> Who would like to go first on level five? Level five is an important level for a lot of people. You get a lot of unique abilities to the class, you also get a feat. So I don't want to hear about what skills you got unless you put something in that makes sense. Like I finally put that point into knowledge, whatever. But uh, go over your level up. What'd you take? What'd you do? Anything that you're looking forward to, you're trying to get later on? Go first. All right, I'll go first. So Alfonso, I took a, another level in Summoner, which was great. Shocker. Um, I got a whole new spell. You know, one great spell. Do you want to tell me what it is? It's level two. No, no, not at all. Actually, it was haste. Fun fact, too, that haste is a summoner spell for level two, whereas everybody else, it's level three. Yes, that was also really cool. I did notice that. As far as beats... You took toughness this level? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Alfonso, the the squishy mage, right up there in front. No, actually, we had talked about a couple, but I decided to go with magical aptitude since... I'm holding on to a lot of wands and I'm are not in my uh, character class. So really going for that plus two to use magic device. And, you know, as far as ability scores, I did in fact put, uh, or not ability scores, skills. I did put some points into persuasion. That way I can hopefully win over that uh, sheriff. How many points did you put in it? Like 30? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do not get many uh, skill points, unfortunately, but, um, I was thinking of taking uh, Persuasive, which if I get 10, gives me a plus four. I don't know. I was thinking about it, but it's like, ah, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of good rolls. I'm hoping to win him over to deal with my bullshit. He's a little guy. Yeah. I mean, I also got like extra um, spell slots and we rolled off, uh, off camera, so to speak, and... I did not do very well in my uh, health rolls. As far as Sally goes, the big thing with 
Eidolons is evolutions. And for our listeners, basically think uh, Jurassic Park meets, I don't know, Pokemon, but you can rework it every uh, every level. And so you get a certain amount of evolution points and you can buy things. And so Sally, if I can pull this up here, some of my evolutions are, she's a quadruped is the base build. And so I naturally got bite and I've got claws. I've taken improved damage for both bites and claws, improved natural armor, magic attack, reach for the bite so she can now bite at 10 feet. So think a lizard with an extra long neck and trip because that's what she does. And so the extra evolution I took this time was pounce. Between that and improved natural armor, there are a few other ones, but um, I decided we haven't been hit enough with, you know, been doing pretty well in the AC department, so I can save my improved natural armor for next level. Now she can pounce, which will be real fun to charge up to something, then do my three attacks. Goody. Clever girl. Clever girl. Okay, okay. So Summoner and Sally are uh, kind of a fun upgrade there. I like the pounce, but I don't really because it's going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to bite you in the ass, but um, so I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, who would like to go next? I'll go next. So, Maniri is still kind of squishy, sitting at a, a nice 17 AC, so she doesn't have any buffs for that. But she did get a plus one for uh, advancing to a level five swashbuckler. It's uh, called swashbuckler weapon training. So I got a plus one in attack and damage with my swashbuckler weapons. I also get just for being a fifth level swashbuckler improved critical. So now I crit 15 to 20. So that gives me a plus 12 to my cutlass. It up my damage to plus six, and then my uh, precision damage uh, goes up to a plus five. Uh, as far as feats are concerned, I thought of a bunch of fun exotic ones, but I decided to go in a extra panache direction, uh, only because it dur- in fourth at fourth level I took combat reflexes, so I get five attacks of opportunity per round, which typically doesn't really matter very much because you know creatures don't really move around you or provoke as often but if a creature attacks me and i do parry and repost then i can you i need to have an attack of opportunity in order to do that i also need panache in order to do that now i have 5 panache points i have 5 attacks of opportunity and i have 5 potential opportunities to crit at 15 to 20 so i can hit things hopefully <laughs> with lots of damage but if i get hit Somebody's going to need to use a wand. <laughs> a lot of opportunities for fumbles. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also that. <laughs> also I'm, that. I'm just saying, who needs AC when you can parry and repose? Mm-hmm. That was kind of where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> so we'll see if that works out uh, in later episodes. Also, we should totally get you some better armor. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are our frontline fighter. You should at least have AC. Well, now that I have muleback cords, I can actually carry armor. The problem was that the armor was actually too heavy for me to carry because cat <laughs> folk do not carry a lot of stuff. So I had lama, lamalar, lamalar, lamal, laminar, I think. Yeah, it, your armor, armor is laminated. Yes, <laughs> it's just lamination. <laughs> She's got uh, library cards stapled all over. <laughs> now I'm just picturing like a printout of like steel armor that's laminated that she just has over the front. <laughs> it's also waterproof. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say, is that pre-glamoured or? <laughs> <laughs> 
I believe it's high gloss. It oh. definitely gives you um, a slippery bonus to your uh, escape attempts. Yeah, right. Acts so. as grease. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... But now I now that I have um, muleback cords, I I can get some better armor to make things a little bit better. So we'll see how that goes in the next few weeks here. So, but that's that me. Plus one pick up armor. Yeah, right. But what? Can we just pick up armor? Like from nothing she can use, if I remember correctly. It's got to be. I think it has to be light armor. You guys just picked up a plus one padded leather armor. Mm-hmm. So it would be strictly worse than what you already got. Yeah, I have plus two right now. Oh, that's why. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Go ahead, Katara. Death isn't quite as dramatic for clerics as it is for, say, swashbucklers, but I did I do finally get access to fourth level spells, which is gonna be a lot pardon me, third level spells, which is just like holy shit, I'm fucking uh, (laughs) I got a very specific deal with my Very specific prestige class. Yeah, I have to sacrifice Steve Lair. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I get third level spells, which means I get access to cure serious wounds, which should be helpful for certain underpowered frontline people in the party, not naming any names. Um, I also decided to pick up Searing Light, which is good for hitting undead. Can't imagine why that might turn out to be important. Um, Metagaming. <laughs> obvious undead are obvious. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it metagaming since we just killed some. <laughs> yeah. also and one, I have one other one I'm going to kind of keep because of my wisdom that I want to kind of keep under my hat for right right now, but it might come up. Beyond that, I picked up selective channeling for my feet. It's not sexy, but as we were saying earlier, you know, it it's not important until you accidentally heal the thing you're trying to kill, and then suddenly it's necessary. critical. Yes, totally necessary. very, very necessary. No, as and. Well. Especially because one, the one thing I did get this level is I got an extra channel dice, so now I can channel for three d six every time. Okay, nice. so hey, I I find clerics—they're my favorite class to play—but I find them very interesting because you don't get all sorts of flashy stuff. You have a thousand things to pick from that can make it flash. Oh, I don't know some of. Some of the spells I get are, get are getting into flash territory. That's what I mean. You get a ton of them that you can pick from, but you don't just get that like one ability to be like, "Ooh, look what I can do." Be like, "No, no, no," but but I can do this tomorrow. It'll be awesome. <laughs> No, it's uh, good. I think we're finally getting good healing, which compared to some of our prior games, healing has been a standard issue for us. And I think we've learned our lesson. I've also, more importantly too, I didn't take it for right right now, but if it ever comes up, I now have access to like remove curse. <laughs> mm, that's so might might be important. Oh yeah, Cler- clerics, they just kind of get a divine spell so you can pick anything for a day, right? Yeah, I don't have a spell book or anything like that. As long as you give me a day to literally prey on it, I can pick whatever I need to off the cleric spell list as long as it doesn't violate my or my deity's alignment. You have Which access to Lesser Restoration yet? God, right? I, I think Lesser Restoration second level, so I should. If I'm not that could have come into handy a few times. Well, she also, Gotara also wasn't around for that. <laughs> no, I know, I'm just saying, but in general. Yep, second level spell, so yeah. Yeah, That'd in fact, good. I seem to recall broaching that with the party at one point that, you know, if we can pitch in for some diamond dust at some point, I can use that if we ever, say, contract fleas. <laughs> that would be good. Or eat random berries in the middle of the woods for no reason. There was a reason. I just don't remember what it was. <laughs> Looking at a certain that was the reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, the way I'm reading this, lesser restoration doesn't have those components. It's just restoration and greater restoration. See, I was reading that as 100 gold for the um, 
for lesser and then 1,000 for greater. No, I think it's 100 just to do it, but it's if the spell is used to dispel a permanent negative level, component must be 1,000 gold. Oh, well, what do you know? Well, that just got a lot easier. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I just realized something. Sally still has a crap ton of strength damage. So that's why. That, that it's like minus six, right? Shouldn't that um, heal by now? We're still in a, uh, the basement. We haven't done yeah, anything still yet. still the same day. Oh. You have to sleep the, the night, and I believe it <laughs> It goes away after a long It's been rest. like four minutes in game. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> well. That, that explains a lot of the numbers I'm seeing. I'm like, this seems wrong, and that explains why I was so deeply confused during level up. Okay. These are things you mentioned to your healer. Yeah, ability damage is healed one point per day. So, that's a restoration, huh? <laughs> yeah, I had that when we met. Do you have it now? Not, I don't have it prepped right now, but talk to me in the morning. Or when uh, we start the game so that Gotara knows there's a problem. <laughs> well, it did just happen like two minutes ago. Anyways, go ahead, Jesse. Alrighty, so Dominic... And, you know, his first level was in fighter, not in bard. So technically he's a bard level four now, not level five. Level five, he gets pretty cool. But level four, I at least get some second level spells. But we'll touch on that in a second because that's a little exciting to me for various reasons. We'll start with the feat. I took harmonic spell, which allows me to use a level one spell during a bardic performance without spending one of my rounds of bardic performance, which is kind of cool. It also allows me to, as a swift action, change my bardic performance uh, while casting a spell. So I'm just like doing flips and shit while you know, I've got plates in the air, I'm juggling and doing whatever I want at this point. Just kind of nice. So you can go from like Inspire Courage to like, how's the other one? Counter Song or anything, really. Yeah, well, I can, you know, I'll, five minutes from now, I'll remember <laughs> the name of it. Yes, yeah, uh, either I way. Realize, I did not realize you had a level one fighter. That explains why the bard goes up front. Yep. <laughs> I I feel less terrible about this. I just thought, figured you were a bard and just built this team so poorly you needed to go up there. <laughs> no, uh, because of his soldier background, he has, you know, delved into a little bit of a archery or ranged specialist, but he was really obsessed with magics. So that's why he got into being a bard. To that end... Levels, uh, you know, again, level four and bard has allowed me level two spells, which is where shit gets kind of interesting. I was able to read all of the spells on, uh, on Pathfinder, which is exhausting. And then I tried to do it with beats and gave up promptly because no thanks. There are way too many beats. Either way, the first uh, spell I got is Mirror Image. Great spell. Now, I also have in level one uh minor image or uh no a silent image here it is um so delving into a little bit of what dominic's really obsessed with is sort of illusions in particular not to mention he's had some experience with mirror image at this point and kind of like the way it looked so being perhaps in the front line may not be the bad you know the worst choice so I got a lot of skill points because that's what I do. I'm a bard. A lot of them went you know, very distributed into perform or some knowledges. I only mention this because it's important to know that I also upped my intimidate by quite a bit. This is also important because I found a really cool spell that I've never heard of before called Blistering Incentive. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, blistering in invective. Yes, <laughs> I read that backward. So, for those that don't know what it is, is you unleash an insulting tirade so vicious and spiteful that enemies who hear it are physically scorched by your fury. You make an intimidate check to demoralize each enemy within 30 feet of you. Enemies that are demoralized this way take 1d10 points of fire damage and have to make a reflex save or they catch fire. That is awesome. How can I pass that up being a bard? So wait a minute. This is Dominic's diss track? (laughs) This is the thing. Oh no, the hat came off. I can totally see Jesse just hit the, you know, the game cast- master's hat just came off. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Uh, Nate's going to ask Jesse to do, uh, you know, actually say the insult, and Jesse's going to get brain fart and just go, "Hey, you stupid head!" <laughs> oh no, I have a long list of unique swear words ready on command. Ooh, I'm actually less um, concerned about what the spell does. I think that's really cool and unique. I give you a lot of credit for finding that. I'm more upset at the amount of bookkeeping that must be done now because you know how screwed up intimidate checks are to like take care of, okay, who's doing what? And then I got to roll for each of them, which guy is intimidated, then he takes the minus on this, and now he's on fire. It's just a lot of bookkeeping. <laughs> I did feel bad at the actual effects <laughs> for yeah. the DM anyway. You know, Nate, suddenly I'm picturing Sam Regal's book of Shakespearean insults. Uh, right, but I, like my initiative tracker is going to be a mess now. I'm for on fire and intimidated. All I'm right, pretty th- excited about that. It's a shame I can't use it until I sleep. Pretty excited. I'm. I kind of want to go back into my spell list and see what I can do to really screw with uh, Nate's job here. The, the more I can annoy him, the the better I'm doing. In yes, a spell list is basically how do I ruin the DM's day? <laughs> right called the name of the game dude so now that we've kind of gone over level five stuff which i like i enjoy that the other thing i want to kind of go over is you guys have just uncovered a fairly chunky portion of the plot and now i'm kind of curious where you're thinking this is heading and also what are your characters thinking like what's going on what do they think like you just uncovered a necromancer with ghouls in a sanatorium so I don't know if this eliminates the fish people theory, but it definitely <laughs> puts it on the back burner. No. I definitely think the fish no, no. people are gone. No. I I think I can still work this <laughs> in, okay? I'm going to go straight up QAnon with this. You know, it's a cover-up. <laughs> oh my God. He's doubling my down head. with the fish people. Down with the fish my people. head already hurts. <laughs> uh, Dominic is definitely thinking that though the mob still may be related in some way, He's currently got bigger fish to fry and needs to get uh, to the, the garrison right away. Yeah. Um, Speaking of fish, I think Maniri thinks that we need to go to the hagfish and deal and see like what seedy people are over there. Yeah. Didn't Nate <laughs> mentioned there wasn't any seedy people. Yeah, you're like really head. obsessed with that. <laughs> I he didn't say that there wasn't any. It's just that I didn't find what I was looking for at the last time. I mean. You're married to him, so you more than anyone should know the twisty, turny labyrinth that is Nate's vitriolic mind, but, you know. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, Steve. A labyrinth you could find your way out of. Mine is a straight-up maze. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I think Alfonso also, I kind of 
pieced uh, together. It's like, wait a second, there's multiple attacks. When does Ghoul Fever? He does have some knowledges in these things. I'm going to say this is what Alfonso actually managed to piece together, which is shocking. Um, but so now he's super concerned that there's suddenly going to be an army of ghouls because we 100% have not investigated all of these crime scenes or what appears to be multiple attacks. Hmm. We only know, we've only seen two. You mean with the recent discovery of the map? Yes, that, that's what I'm referring to, the map with how many was it like four or five uh, points of attack and we can only, in addition to the uh, two we knew of, uh, I don't think there was an actual set number that I gave. So. Okay. Point is, there was more than just the two that we knew of. Right. So. Yeah, that's... So, I, I think it's 100%. Oh, wait, we got a body in the morgue, and it has not been a day, and... Oh, no. Multiple yeah. bodies. <laughs> the, the wheel's turning, and the ham- but the hamster's dead, but I actually managed to connect these two dots, and... I, I think he's actually pretty concerned because he's not a so he's not socially adept, but he's not a complete asshole either. Well, what's uh, Alfonso's wisdom? Huh? What's Alfonso's wisdom? Because intelligence is being able to gather the information. Wisdom is being able to put it all together. Plus one. Okay, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maniri and um, Gotara, though, when we went and looked at the bodies, there were no bites that we could see. Now, it's possible that something bit the people and then scratched up where it bit because they, you know, had the rune carved into them. But we didn't see a bite necessarily. But that doesn't mean that there isn't other. There definitely has to be another ghoul since this guy wasn't a ghoul yet. It's just a question of where. Just because we didn't see a bite doesn't mean there isn't a bite. No, also, agreed. I'm, I'm just saying, of, you know, like, again, I Miniri doesn't know much about ghouls, but how methodical are ghouls and how, you know, again, the person who killed those people in the lumberyard were waiting. We know that they were sitting in a bush waiting for them, stalking that space. Is that normal of ghouls? Maniri doesn't know. Is it normal of ghouls to carve runes into people? Maniri doesn't really know that either. Karen has a feeling about those things, but Karen doesn't necessarily even know either. But I don't know how methodical they are versus how just pure... Uh, adrenaline. I guess my one thing there is I think ghoul fever can also be transferred through scratch. It's not bite only, is it? I think uh, we covered this in the role. I just can't remember, you know, if it's spread by bite only. Uh, I'm going to say that it's bite only. I couldn't find anything that says it's definitive scratch or not. Pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's bite only for ghouls. The thing that keeps jumping out for Gotara is that this whoever this is has called this party out twice now once by implicating us in this all together and then by leaving you know a message with renfield over there so no, no, we're, we're not implicated the last group was in it implicated we changed our so, name so we're in the clear 
So she's wondering, like, because she just got here, she's wondering, who did you guys piss off? That, you know, directly or indirectly, they want to, like, frame you for ghoul murders. You're talking Metalogically or alphabetically? Uh, ecumenically. Right. <laughs> Break them down by their religion. Did we ever get the personal belongings of the... Nope. No. <laughs> no, no. He, he went to go fetch them and... Oh, that's right. And then that's when this happened. That that was pretty clearly pretense for betrayal. (laughs) Have we asked him if we, if they have them? Like, if there actually is something that was on the bot, like on him. That's something you can discuss while Alfonso and I run back to the garrison. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to suggest that was one. That would was kind of one thing that you and I check on while they're doing. I'm I'm with Jesse on this. I think. Dominic and Alfonso, the roommates that they are, need to uh, <laughs> get at them. Yeah, go for it. Do, do a bro uh, fist pound and run out the door. <laughs> and we kind of hit everybody else, but Gotara, uh, anything that you wanted to add specifically? I mean, that's the big thing that's on Gotara's mind. Beyond that, she's pretty well convinced that whoever is doing this either is undead or has an undead working for them. And that she that's got the wheels turning as to who could be doing this and why, in addition to who is who the hell did they piss off? So none of you are convinced that the necromancer is like anything to worry about. Um, oh, that, that's what I was getting at more about. He's the <laughs> I, he's what I want to focus on right now. I still might think it's the mob or a little bit, but right now, necromancer is my biggest focus. Well, I, mean, I think our biggest focus is the ghouls. You know, you and I need to go. Gotar and Veneri can check that out, interrogate the doctor and whatnot, and try to figure that out. But I think it's really kind of a, all right, let's at least get into town, and then we can also get some of your uh, some of your guards who may be more experienced investigators to help. You know, as yeah. the as the captain of the guard. Also, there's, you know, people in the sanatorium who need looking after and prisoners that need to be transferred. Oh, they're crazy people. Who gives a crap about them? Let them die. We also Speaking need of to the people out- in the sanatorium, you guys were uh, thinking about exploring. Yes. Well, the first thing I think we need to do is we need to get the warden and the uh, Professor Quarrel, the warden and, you know, the orderlies in a cell waiting for, you know, the guards to show up. I got a question. Do you two want to cover this and Jesse and I can just head out and we can uh, can cover what's going on in the sanatorium and we can already head out because I th- well, it's, why don't it's we, evening, right? Why don't, why don't we go ahead and uh, like, we had a little bit of a uh, banter here and a little uh, catching up and housekeeping. So why don't we actually start the episode? That's an idea. So we're in the forest, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. Late is the evening. As the party finds themselves in the sanatorium, going to check up on Grace Sevilla, they found out that he was just shy of turning into a ghoul after dispatching him fairly quickly and talking to the caretaker of the sanatorium, who promised them a prize. They made their way down to the basement, where to everyone's surprise, they were attacked by a necromancer and four ghouls. After a hard-fought battle with the necromancer and the ghouls, the party emerged victorious searching the downstairs and the little rooms that the necromancer kept, finding a good amount of treasure 
but raising more questions. The party now tries to explore different areas around the sanatorium while also thinking that they should head back to stand. As I mentioned, it is later in the evening. You guys arrived here at around five o'clock. You guys spent a little bit of time inside the uh, upstairs. And then once you dispatched of the necromancer downstairs, you guys told me that you took 20 to search around the room, which did yield results. But taking 20 takes some time. You looked around and you guys said that you thoroughly searched the bedroom of the necromancer. Again, taking some time. So it's probably 6.30 in the evening towards the end of October in Parisia here. So it is very well dark out. So you guys can do with that as you wish, but you guys are currently still in the basement. What would you like to do? I still think that Back open here. need to get this, get going as soon as possible. Yeah, I think you two need to get on your proverbial horse and then... Yeah, it's like a couple hours uh, walk, right? It is a couple hours walk, but it is dark now. You guys have dark vision? We have or light. torches? Okay. Um, we have light spells that we can just throw out every two minutes. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Actually, Awesome! Use all of your spells for light it's spells. Level, it's oh, level it's zero. Yeah, oh, I, mean, so I got just, it as, you can just, you as well, but I, I also have... Um, if you need light torches, vision. I've got torches. I'm fine with the light spell, personally. Okay. Thank you. Well, low light vision, you probably only see a distance of about 60 feet. Yeah, but that's enough not to break your freaking leg on on the path. Oh, it is. I'm just going to say that uh, you guys would not be moving as fast as if it were in the daytime because you are trying to actively search. So the DC for the survival check to get back is a little higher as well as it's going to take you a little more time. I don't think we have much of an option still. Would Sally be able to lead the way? Actually, that is a good point. Um, Sally does have dark vision. Does Sally know the way back to Sandpoint? Probably it's just a path, right? Just Not so much just a path. No, we we literally took the path here. Yes, but it's not like one path that leads directly into Sandpoint. There's no other options. Um, well, that's why survival checks are a thing. So yeah, no, um, Sally doesn't. I thought of putting some points into survival this level, but guess what? I did not do because I'm like Sally's never going to need to do a survival check. So do you guys go upstairs? Do you guys stay in the basement? Yes. What's going on? Is there anything else? So is there any other areas in the basement that we have not looked? No, you guys did a thorough check of the basement. You found all there is to find. In okay, so Maneri is going to go back upstairs. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to drag Coral upstairs. Okay, I'm going to move you all in one fell swoop here. Thanks. So when you go back upstairs, you do notice something very quickly here. The two orderlies are gone. Oh, good. Grace Sevilla is still on the ground, dead. Oh, good. So, we let's get him into a cell, and then you two can be on your way. Can I do a survival check to see if I notice that they go deeper into the sanatorium, or do they leave out the front door? You're looking for tracks? I guess. I, I assume there's a lot of ghoul blood everywhere, so it might be um, Not as much as you think, but uh, you can roll a survival. Okay. He was a pre-ghoul, as we discussed. Okay, then there's a lot of human-infected blood everywhere. Deeply coagulated human blood. <laughs> Not deeply. I mean, it's only been, what, five minutes? Blood doesn't coagulate that quickly. Yes, but he was actively turning into a zombie. And we searched Still, the downstairs for like yet, an hour. So. Oh, natural 20. 
which really sucks that I used it on this. So that's a 21. Okay. Uh, you do notice that uh, not necessarily footprints, but it looks like they went off towards the western door. Which leads outside? You don't know. You haven't looked. Oh, God. Um, you two go. We'll deal with them. Okay. Right. Don't have to tell me it twice. So Dominic and Alfonso are leaving? Yep. yep. Are Let's you leaving this back party. out through the northern door that you entered from? Yes. I am. Yep. Okay, so we'll put you guys outside and Sally. And we will oh, head down. Looks pretty bright out here, according to the map. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the full moon. This, um, is actually, this is actually the Pathfinder World's version of Alaska, so it's like daylight until like 11. With that, can I have either Dominic or Alfonso, or I guess Sally, make a survival check to find your way back to San Juan for the first uh, hour of the journey? How is Sally do yeah. um, on survival? Uh, she's got a plus zero. Alfonso's got a plus one. What do you got? You don't want to know. <laughs> All right. Let's... It's worse than yours. Let's do Alfonso. I'll uh, attempt to aid you. Yeah. You know, Eagle Scouts these guys are, huh? Actually... <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna have Sally aid me. So there. You are Maybe we should have sent the two city kids to do okay, this. Okay, so that's two aid. So that's a plus. This is a plus five. What? Okay, so seventeen is um. I'll be a twenty-three. No. Seventeen plus 22. five is twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. I'm trying to add something else in my mind, and my math sucks. Yes, you were trying to add seventeen plus five plus one. That's what yeah, because I'm like, I got a plus one, <laughs> but I'd already did the plus one into my plus five, and that's why I'm like, 23 sounds wrong. Okay, so while you guys are off finding your way through the woods, <laughs> what are Gotara and Maniri doing with the doctor still here and Grace Sevilla on the ground? Where is, what um door did Alfonso point out was the door that the, over there? Over in this direction in the west. All right, so Maniri is going to grab uh, Professor Quirrell over here (laughs) and bring him over to this door. Oh, God, what's that in the back of his head? And (laughs) ask him what's behind that door. Don't lie to me. I'm tired. (laughs) Stupid place. Nothing. It's it's essentially a closet. It's it's, It's a way in and out. Why would your orderlies go in there? Because this is how they get in and out without going through the lobby. Is the door unlocked? Door is not currently locked. I open it. Well, it's locked. But no, he has the keys. Oh, okay. So you yeah, fumble we'll around, take the find keys it. off. You know, probably take another minute, fumble through, because it's literally like a janitor set of keys. So door is open. Let me reveal if I can figure out how. Since Jesse and I are gone, is there any way we can just? see non-dynamic lighting or is everyone dynamic lighting? Uh, I think it's all or nothing because I think I can turn it off but I can't turn it like okay. it's going to be close to them as observers we are dynamic lighting is so much fun though. I mean I can, I can turn it off for you so you can't see anything oh there we go perfect <laughs> just be in the dark like you are normal I mean if anything that kind of works because you have no idea what's going on here <laughs> exactly so Doors open. I'm gonna peek my head in. Oh, oh Dominic God. suddenly is behind you. I'm blind. Oh God. God, Dominic, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so 
This small 10 by 10 room has a few raincoats on pegs, muddy boots, and a small stool in the room. Dirt piles sit next to the boots and the stool. Footprints go in and out of this room from the northern door, but do not proceed into the southern room. This room appears to be where the workers come in and out when not using the front entrance. I believe I found the mud room. Okay, where would so... So the doctor says, see, I told you, it's just it's a closet. So, so where did your orderlies go? I don't know. I was with you. I think we could probably look around a little bit more, but I think before we do that, we need to find somewhere to stick him. I agree. Where are you putting me? Yep. In a room. Well, I was thinking maybe something a bit more like a cell. I don't know why we keep saying cells. Is there cells in this sanatorium or are they rooms for patients? I, we keep making it sound like there's don't like a prison. I don't think we're in I a mean, prison. I, strictly speaking for the time period, there's not that that much of a difference. You know, I guess it's fair, health. but still. You haven't seen any other rooms. You've explored one or two rooms here. So. Wasn't there also like a locked cell in the basement? There was, yes. We can just throw them in there. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to do Until, that. Unless we find somewhere better. You need to tie him up, though. Okay, I've got one. You do know that the orderlies went upstairs to go get Grace the bill. Still up. Oh, that's right. Right, but we don't know what's upstairs. <laughs> and if we get into a fight, he might bolt. No, it's fine. I'm just saying that you know that happened. Right. Well, there, there's plenty of room around here that we haven't looked into. I'm just worried if those orderlies are still in here, because just looking at this map, they could have doubled back around, and who knows where they could have gone from there. I just want to have him secure just in case. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I would. I would say we just bring him back downstairs, put him in the cell, give him, you know, like tie him up, but not like in an aggressive way, just in a. You know, you lied to us. You weren't forthcoming with information. You asked us to try and help you out and keep this place open. Also, the necromancy. Well, that's what I mean. And the necromancer and everything <laughs> I else. I told you I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, but you knew it was happening and you didn't tell us what was going on. We could have helped you. I didn't know that was happening. Hazarlu uh, hid his research from me. At this point, it's not for us to decide. That's why we sent the other two along. They're going to go get the guards. It's going to be up to them what they decide to do. Oh, the one that slapped me? Hi, that one. The negotiator. That's what we call him. Who slapped him? It was Steve. Oh. Just say, who? I don't remember slapping it. I was like, I, aren't I the, normally the negotiator? I don't remember slapping No, that's him. It's <laughs> our personality. So now that he's... is, Can we say that he's safely tucked away? You can say he's tucked away. I don't safe you think that room is. I can't say that. I'm locking the I'm locking the door, by the way. Okay. Yeah, so he, he's in there, and we'll see what happens, I guess. There was nothing else down there. We didn't see. We took 20, so it, he should be Yeah, we, we were pretty thorough when we checked the place. I mean... Let's open some doors, Gotara. Where are you? I'm right next to you, in theory. I would like... Because the door down into that basement also locked, right? It did, yes. Okay, I want to lock as many doors leading down there as we can. Uh, that was on the other key ring that Kaisarlu had. Did you have both key rings? Yeah, we looted Kaisarlu while we were at it. No, I know, but did you have it, or did Dominic take it with him? I believe I had it. Uh, I know I that Veneri did not. Katara, the key rings, and um, I know that much. Okay, no problem. I just want to make sure. Because I, I think it'd be hilarious if he took the keys. <laughs> No, if, if you look, key you ring was halfway to the, the sand point. The last one, I, I think I remember, it's like, okay, we're going. And then I give you the keys because I thought I was yeah. going to go, like, right then and there. I know we had this conversation. 
Yeah. Okay, right. so Maniri opening this door. Maniri, where'd you go? Over here. Oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> Which one are you opening? The northern door or the southern door? Southern door first. Okay. Opening the southern door. Barrels. This room is very dark. With no windows in this room, it's difficult to make out what is in this room. What you can see, this is used as a supply closet. Crates, barrels, tailoring supplies, cloth, sewing supplies, all vie for space in this room. A moldy smell washes over you as crates with black spots all over them sit. Is there like a candle or something, or like a torch in here that could be lit? There is not. All right, um, pull out one of my torches and light it. Okay. Uh, it lights up the room, and just as I explained, there are barrels full of supplies in here. It's easier to read what's on the barrels. Like, it does look like there are food stores in here as well as just mundane supplies. As long as it isn't the powder magazine, I'm happy. No, the the black spots are not powder. Okay, you know we've got that. I'd like to come back around and check on this door over here. Opening up that door reveals an identical room to the northern room. These two simple rooms have a bed and not much else. One of the rooms you saw the tiefling in. These bedrooms are very plain and simple. A bed, small foot locker, and chair are the only things in the rooms. Help wanted ads are scattered between the two rooms, as well as some letters. Okay, well, I'm going to search this room real quick. Ooh, pretty good. And my perception went up. So, let's see. Uh, 16 plus 8, so 24. Okay, so between the two rooms you find couple extra pairs of clothes, a meager collection of coins. You find in total three gold, 57 silver, and 61 pounds. Right. Um, the flyers advertising jobs, what do they say? Uh, they just look like all different jobs up and down the Verisian coast. All manner of jobs from shipwrights to orderlies to bodyguard work. So these guys weren't like MDs. They were just, you know, random hirelings. Right. All right. So... And then the northernmost door that Maniri's at? Uh, it's the same thing. The, the two rooms oh, okay. are identical. Got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't reveal that one. That's okay. No, you're fine. So these are obviously the orderly's rooms. Yes, you saw the orderly in one oh, through right. the window. That's right. That's right. Okay. So that leaves this one up here. Yep. Builder valuables. Oh, taking the gold straight up. Okay. In this room, uh, the door is locked, but you have the key. This small room looks seldom used, but well-kept. A thin layer of dust is on most of the items in this room. Light shining in from the northern and eastern windows, well, not really light anymore, but what light there is, uh, reveal that the room is furnished with a bed, a chest locker at the foot, a desk in the northeastern corner, and a wardrobe in the southeastern or southwest corner. There's a staleness to the air as dust kicks up from your entering. A small desk has papers scattered about on top of it. Um, Manini, you want to work on that lock while I toss the room? Sure. I go work on this little chest. Sure. And that will be, let's see here, uh, 21 on perception. Okay. And what'd you get for the disabled device, I'm assuming? Uh, one second. I got kicked out of here love, for some reason. Okay, so I'll get back to you. So, Sorry. Uh, looking around, the, the desk has a bunch of papers on it. Uh, you don't really see anything else in the room besides the footlocker Manini's working on. Uh, like I said, the, the desk has papers on it with various notes written on it. Uh, what do the notes say? Uh, taking a look at them, they say stuff like Gordas and Gurnak twice a day, make sure that Sedge and Wald get out of their rooms to get exercise. Take precautions with Wald, he is not well. And another that reads, Gordas and Gurnak, when going by Pidget's room, do not have any bladed weapons on your person. He does not respond well to them. And then it's a uh, doctor's note. 
Pidgeot's condition has not improved. I fear he will never get better. Usual treatments are not yielding any results. If he does not get any better, Kaisarlu will surely take him. And another note, Grace Sevilla brought to us very recently on day three, while not improving his condition, looks like I have slowed down the ghoul fever. I am upset he is not improving, but he is not getting worse, worse which is remarkable. Kaisarlu keeps asking me about his... So, seems to me that the necromancer downstairs, he wasn't actively, he wasn't behind the ghoul. I think what they were doing was they were trying to get a handle on it, maybe following its movements. Yeah, he seems more interested in using the bodies, but not in as a ghoul, as a way for ghouls, but I don't, I don't know. I think I suspect that this is more, his being here is more coincidental than anything else. That's it would it. definitely seem that way. Bonzo going down the road. So it was definitely the necromancer, 100%. <laughs> I'm getting a premonition. <laughs> There's no way that this is just a coincidence. And how'd you do on that disabled device? 21. 21. Try as you might, the lock does not pick. Don't we have the keys? Uh, you can certainly try the keys. Again, you tried to pick the lock. Right, no, I understand that. I, I tried to pick the lock first and then realized we had keys. So is there a key on the key ring that works? Can we get a round of applause for our local rogue? <laughs> well, you I know, mean, like, hey. hey she on. hasn't picked a successful lock yet. You know what? Hey, nobody else has this skill. Also, Fair enough. Nobody has the room with her, so, so no one knows that she screwed this up. This is just her own personal failure that she needs to live with. I also rolled a f- eight. I have a plus 13 in disabled device. I just rolled low. And okay. It's your own personal shame. We don't know. I know. Trying a whole bunch of keys, you finally find one that does fit, and you open up the footlocker. Besides various sundries and clothing and personal effects, the only thing of note you find is about 41 gold. All right, let's go upstairs and take a look around. I don't think we should interact with any of the patients. I um, If I could make one recommendation, though, according to this, one of them, a python... It doesn't react well to blades, she says, looking at your cutlass. <laughs> and the four hidden daggers that she has. Well, th- those are hidden, so I must worry about that. Well, I but, guess that's um, fair. If maybe you could find a way to maybe like conceal the cutlass a, a wee bit. Sure. Um. Lest we provoke the man whose condition was apparently not great. Can I try to disguise it? Hold on. I got, that a thing? I got an idea. You, you you take the ghoul corpse and you just put the sword in it, and now you got yourself a little puppet, and you can weaken that Bernie's him with the sword in him, and it's hidden. I'm definitely not leaving the cutlass anywhere. Because yeah. if the guy is triggered by swords, I'm sure seeing a sword hilt sticking out of someone's back is going to be real calming. Weaken into Bernie's. You face the front towards him. He doesn't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. I believe there's a movie like that called Ghoulies, Bernie. <laughs> Steve, you're not there. You're getting drunk. I mean, we're going to the garrison. <laughs> yes. Is there, um, yes. is there a large... Alfonso and Dominic just spend all night at the Rusty Dragon. Is there, oh, my God. We're supposed to do something. In the footlocker, foot is there, like, a large, like, raincoat? Or in the entryway where there was raincoats and stuff, is there, like, a lot, like an extra large raincoat? Cloak. Uh, there were raincoats in the mudroom. Yeah. 
So Minari is going to go back, try and find an extra large one that would just be like way too big for her and strap her cutlass to her back and then put the raincoat over the top. How are you strapping it to your back? Uh, <laughs> with straps. And oh, it comes okay. on a baldric on her belt, so I would assume she could like maneuver the belt around her waist. It's basically like, like her- hanging around my neck. No, I, I would just put it like I'm trying. Um, yeah, so, I would try and like put it on through my belt loop in the on my back as best I can. Okay, I don't uh, know how good it is. sure. We'll we'll throw a a raincoat on you. And now, where do you guys want to go? Upstairs. Yep. Okay. So you, heading you to the upstairs. The second you pull the sword, he's gonna make your pants fall down. There's a there's another door down here, and uh, surprise, surprise, it's locked. We're gonna use a key ring to open it. I mean, See? this this place should be like your guys' new hideout. Every door is locked. Right? Seriously. And we are the doorman. It's true. Alright, so... Wait, what is this door? That's the door to the basement. Oh, it's Brian? Here, right next to the Phantom Dominic. Ah, so next to the Phantom Dominic is where we're supposed to go. And for some reason, I can't grab the... You know, for some reason, I keep thinking about the pretty one. Like, he's still here. <laughs> well, whatever, uh... <laughs> But he's never even. Oh, you know what it was, guys? I actually left a silent image behind. So there it's just we go. a silent yes. image of me standing there. Just waving at them. Excellent. So you don't miss me. <laughs> oh no! Miniri's in like the void. Yes, because you guys went upstairs and I kind of let it slide, but there's no light up here. Still have a torch. Yeah, I don't have a torch, so. I will enter one of my torches. <laughs> I have low light vision. Oh yeah, I mean, I've got dark vision. I was doing it more for you, but if you've got low light vision, screw it. Yeah, that would be helpful. Well, I can't see if there's no light. Because right. uh, so even I'll low light vision... Tor- I'll hand her my torch. Perfect. Thank How you. How far the torches go? About as far as low light vision. Yeah. What? No, light, low light vision is literally twice as far as a human would be, so that's it, not a good... It's like 30 feet you can see pretty well, 60 feet... Uh, 30 feet you can see normal. 60 feet, I think you can see pretty well, and then anything past that's still pretty dark. I want to say it's like 20 feet. Hold on, hold on. We have the interval. Torch burns for one hour, shedding a normal light in the 20 foot radius, increasing the light level by one step for additional tw- for every additional 20 feet beyond that point. So uh, you emit bright light for 20 feet and low light yep. for another 20 feet? Yep. Uh, Thank you, Google. The greatest rule book of all. Thank you, rule book that I have opened up. <laughs> Oh, sure, if you want to be by the book. And, Nate, just as a reminder for the future, a dwarf, I have dark vision. I know, but... Right? Okay, so uh, there's yet another door in front of you, but let me read the flavor text. Going up the creaky stairs opens up to a room with only one door. The door at the top of the stairs is reinforced with iron bars, making a small window in the door that's able to look out into a wide-open room with cells visible in the next room. Three chairs sit in the corner of this room. A schedule hangs next to the door, numbered with the names. One, Sedge. Two, Blank. Three, Walled. Four, Blank. Five, the door that leads in. Do the keys I have work on the door? You can go through the set of keys until you find one that works. Okay. And, and for the listeners, Karen is holding her dog, so I'm just not oh. shouting puppy into the void. Might be. <laughs> Oh, that, that that would not be out of my personal care. That allow you to see the actually room? see is nope. on the path is a wolf. <laughs> Puppy, no, Alfonso, no. <laughs> I'm gonna pet it. Get back oh, over God, here. Hey, hey, kill it, kill it. 
<laughs> Sally, drop it. <laughs> drop the wolf. Drop the dead wolf. Okay. No, Sally, now- stop. Stop biting him. Bad Komodo dragon. Bad. I am still looking at a door and void. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So step I have to room. click like 17 things. What do I find? Uh, so as I had said... Behind door number one. You find five cells in this room, two of which uh, you know from the schedule have people. All the doors are full, full doors except for a small six-by-six six window with iron bars. Mm-hmm. So... I just want to check real quick and make sure the the cells that are supposed to be occupied are still occupied. So let's just starting from here, kind of move along the wall and check. Okay. Got this crazy naked man in there. So the southwestern cell. What are you doing in here? (laughs) The southwestern cell, which you. This is my private. Leave me alone. The southwestern cell, which you have gone to, has a very old man in, missing his shirt, standing barefoot in his own filth wearing only dirty undergarments. He's up at the bars now, comes right up to you with his eyes darting back and forth between both of you. He cycles through looking at both of you and then stops at Maniri. Stares at Maniri for a minute blankly and says, Jesse, is that you? Is that you, Jesse? I knew you'd come for me. Uh, I, I knew it. For me, by the way. <laughs> I knew you'd come get me. And then from the other cell, you're not sure which one you hear, it's not Jesse, you crazy old coot. It's never Jesse. Every time somebody comes into this goddamn room, you ask if they're Jesse. Two years of this nonsense. It's not him. Your damn son isn't coming for you. So sit down and shut up. <laughs> I like him. So I smell a side quest. <laughs> can I follow that voice to figure out which cell that came from? Sure, if you'd like to peer into the other cell. Sure, so next one. Looking into the center cell on the western wall, there is nothing in this room. Okay, next one up. In this room, you can see an old man, not as old as the other room, who has uh, a scar on his face going from his right eye down his cheek. This injury is most likely how he lost his eye as it is currently missing. This old and frail man seems barely able to take care of himself. Dressed in clean but simple clothes, this bearded man sits on the ground in the northern corner of his cell. His knees uh, bent, hanging his head down, periodically looking. Looks at you as you walk up to the door, glances but a second and hangs his head back down between them. A small plate of food sits untouched by the cell door. He only responds with, please go away and leave me be. I don't wish to talk to you or anyone else anymore. Okay. That's my spirit animal. Is, uh, do we know which cell was Grace Seville's? You do not. It didn't have him listed on the primer. Interesting. Look for the one with ghoul goo in it. Also, those those letters I got, they mentioned the guy who was, the one who was sword phobic. They mentioned, I think it was like a pike or something like that. His name was Pidget. Pidget. Did I see him on that, on the clipboard before we came into the room? You did not. Yeah, I didn't think so. And there wasn't a listing for which cell would have been his. I'm wondering if Pidget was the zombie we killed down in the basement. There is also two more cells and a northern door in this room. Right. Yeah. Just gonna throw it out there. Might be the guy missing his eye from an obvious cut. So. Yeah, but he wasn't listed on the thing. Right. What I'm saying is that there should be, there's a pigeon that was mentioned in the documents we found in that room who doesn't seem to be an inmate here. (laughs) Well, yeah, but we haven't gone through the whole building either. So to the right, 
the Peering door. into the southeastern yeah. cell, there is nothing in this room. And then the one above it? Yeah, where Gotara Same is. Same thing, there is nothing in that cell. Alright, let's go in through that northern door. Alright, let's open the door. It reveals a stairway going up. Mm-hmm. Really? That's what I thought. Up we go. You got a good feeling about that. Yep, nope, okay. it's gonna be awesome. Going up, you guys move into this room. Here to the third floor. Let me uh, read you the third floor. Okay. Floor three, super villains. Yeah, thank God you guys have backup. We'll be fine. <laughs> we are the backup. Meantime, Alfonso and I are doing rocks, paper, scissors, and what direction it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, oh, we have to go west, but we came east, so you got to go west. No, 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 it's east. I remember east. They're going to be halfway to west wall by, by, to last wall by the time we... How did we end up in Magnamar? Yeah, <laughs> I know we got to go east. So, all right, this sign says West City South, South City North, East City West, and West City also North. Where the fuck are we? If you follow Alfonso, you'll end up in Myanmar. Veneri <laughs> <laughs> told reality and wound up in the Dragon Ball universe. All right, I, I know for a fact it's. It, this is Myanmar, but why does it say Burma? Anyway. Take a left where the old barn used to be. Where is that? <laughs> Where's Where's that? Hope. It's past Benny's. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right directions. Where the old Anne Hope used to be. Where Alex used to be. Still don't okay. So opening the door to this third floor, the stairs lead upstairs, and you find yet another door at the top of the stairs, which I've put you past the door here. Also locked. Opening it up uh, opens to a L-shaped room on this third floor. With a long hallway going to the southern portion of the room to the east and ending with a door. One single window on the western wall with three cells are along the southern wall. There is another door in the upper portion along the eastern wall. A dirty, filthy smell fills the air. And the sound of chittering and squeaking can be heard. Oh, good. <laughs> Yep, let's so, go cell by cell. Okay, so... Maybe let Gotara go first, since she doesn't have any pointy things. Okay. Okay, so let's check that one. <laughs> Looking right? Into you don't this, have any pointy things. You have a hammer, right? No, I have a slammy thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking perfect, into this perfect. first cell in the southwestern portion of the floor... Is there, like, a name on it? There is not. Okay. But this is where the squeaking sound is coming from. You look in, and huddled into the corner of the room, you can see a man who is covered with hair. The man in the cell has a very elongated snout. The nose at the end of the snout shifts ever so slightly as if it's sniffing, smelling around, twitching, trying to find something. Turning towards you, you can now see two long chisel-like teeth extended from the front of the mouth. The body is covered with fur, and the head has long pointed ears. A five-fingered claw grabs the bars quickly, running up to you, slamming into the door. Standing on two large fur-covered feet, you can now see a tail behind this man through the bars. Wearing a blackened but tattered vest that is ragged and was once beige, not sullied though, pants that have been torn, this creature's eyes, beady little eyes, dart back and forth between you and Miniri, glancing each one of you up and down, Looking. Does, does Miniri like have her back arched and her tail up? 
Please tell me yeah. it goes. Oh, how are you doing? I pull out a treat. <laughs> Friggin' Mickey Mouse. So, um, I can't help but wonder if maybe this isn't the gentleman that he was saying's condition was getting worse. I can't help but wonder if this is the creature that carved into the people with a five-fingered claw. So, Gotara, can you roll me a heel check? Sure. Oh, not great. Thirteen? Uh, Thirteen. Uh, you're not quite sure. Obviously, this man is afflicted by something, but running through your head, it could be a number of things. I've got some pointed questions for the gentleman we've got in the basement, but besides that, it's certainly a possibility. I'm just going to look at the creature and just, I don't know, ask, so, can you talk? Why, well, yes, thank you. Not and the you. creature just darting his eyes back forth between the two of you says nothing. So, werewolf? Question mark? <laughs> oh, rats. I don't know. No, it has an elongated the DM. Can I Can I roll the, like, werewolf? See. Well, that's what you did roll. Oh. I think I called full moon. Or full so, moon. So, I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> okay, so... This creature is obviously afflicted by something, but you didn't roll high enough to know what it was. Okay. <laughs> Oh, see, I, I was going based on your description. It was like some sort of rat folk or something, but I guess I just jumped to a conclusion there. I'm guessing werewolves. It could be rat folk, but... I think it was the squeaking that, that made me... Um, could Miniri do a perception check on the claw to see if the claw is of the same size as the claws that we saw on the bodies? Sure. I mean, he's got his hands on the bars. You can try. I mean, just trying to go off memory. Not like oh, putting them up yeah. to each other. No, I know. I, ju- I just no, I wouldn't know. Sixteen. You're not sure. I mean, yeah. as far as you know, yeah, it's got five fingers. It's got a claw. Could, but you're not sure. It it seems to me though that the thing that clawed up the people in town was intelligent enough to claw up a, a symbol into them. I don't think this one here could quite manage that. You, you might have still found him gnawing on the victim when they came in the morning. That's also possible. All right. So that sucked all the oxygen out of the room, but let's take a look at the other. <laughs> Before we do that, hour two, let's get back to Alfonso and Dominic. Roll me another survival check. We haven't left the house yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we come back gonna, Somehow we arrive right back at the center. I could have sworn. I'm going to give um, you competence as well. So you have <laughs> to do this as well. Thank God. I'm Are gonna, you aiding or is that I'm going to... I'm going to attempt to give you aid while you, know, you have inspired competence as well. Okay. Uh, I did not give you aid. <laughs> well, I rolled a 19. So... You got plus two from me at the very least. Okay, so that's so 22. 22, okay. Sounds good. So you guys continue your trek through the woods. I am know how really high right now. And this is going to turn so badly so quickly. Uh, you're not sure you can't see any lights but you also know that you wouldn't see any lights from Sandpoint because Sandpoint is actually nestled behind all those hills and the giant limestone ridge so you even if you are in the right direction you don't know. you're following the road so you think you're going the right way boy there's a lot of trees you know in the middle of this road it's almost like we're in the forest ah nah we're, we're fine okay 
Uh, what are Gotar and Nira doing for the second leg of their journey? So, so we're gonna go to the next, right? Cell. We're gonna check the rest of the cells. Checking into the middle cell in the southern portion of the room, uh, it appears to be empty. Okay, third one. And checking the last one there, the cell is empty, but it doesn't appear like it was long unused like the other cells. If you had to take a guess, this is probably where it raised. So the keys that I have, will they unlock that cell? Grace cell? Yes. All right. Open her up. Sure. And just do a quick cursory examination, see if there's anything in here, you know, insane scribblings on the wall, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just to be thorough. For perception, that is 18. Taking a look around, uh, you don't see anything on the wall. You do know that he was in a straitjacket, so he probably couldn't. Oh, but nothing else in here, like anything hidden anywhere? or Not that you see, no. Okay. Want to check out this door, that door? Yeah, let's start with this door. We'll just keep uh, going. We're just going to try and open all the doors. Well, one by not one. open. We're going to well, check. Yes. Well, that, that top northern <laughs> door is the way you came in. Those are the stairs. I'm sorry. So. Oh, but the okay. door Maniri is at look inside, see what's going on. So this door, the central feature of this room are two operating tables. Blood stains appear here and there around the room, but what seems to be the room is very clean. All manner of well-used and invasive surgical equipment is arranged around the room very neatly. The room stinks of cleaning supplies. Oh good, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try and open the door. What door? The door to the operating room. Oh, I was already inside. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So you open it successfully. <laughs> <laughs> you have opened it well. All right. So check the room. Take. Oh, oh rolled low on that one. Ten. <laughs> For perception, uh, yeah. you don't find anything besides what I've already described. Like I said, uh, you do find the cleaning supplies that I mentioned. <laughs> I rolled a twenty-one. If that helps. Uh, I didn't say not. I was eating him, so I just. No, it just unfortunately there's really not much else in the room. It looks like the room is used for whatever manner of experimentation and was cleaned, but not thoroughly. Was that Howl from the hairy man? That's I was also up? wondering that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> was that a perfectly timed Howl just now? Or Maybe. It would be kind of a dead giveaway, wouldn't it? Right. So this door here is when we came in, right? Yes, that is the door to the third floor. Okay, so this door we have not checked. That's a window. That's a window. Oh, so then that just leaves this one. That is correct. Alright, well, let's take a look. Opening that door reveals just a small little closet that looks like just supplies are kept in rooms, uh, different equipment, blankets, pillows. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but I've got some rather pointed questions for our guests in the basement. I would agree. Um, I say we bring him up. I, I don't even know if we have to bring him up. I think we could probably just question where he is. I guess we could do that too. I worry dragging the doctor up through here might agitate the patients. So the only thing that I have a concern for is, yeah, I don't want to bring the I don't want to bring the doctor up here. I just meant to bring him to like the first floor, but oh. I don't know if any of these patients need medical attention throughout the evening. That was going to be one of my questions. Was you know have they? Well, one of them looks like he's been fed, but who knows about Cujo over here. I'd also love to know what that is. Um, yep, I would who that, too. Who that is? Mm-hmm. That would also be good. Yep, 
I agree. All right, let's go talk to our friend in the basement. Okay, before we get to that, I would like Alfonso and Dominic to roll me a third survival check. I'm going to give you another competence bonus, bonus and an attempt to aid. Uh, actually, I forgot to have Sally try to aid me. And you she were aided, so you get a plus four from me. All right. Oh, so plus four for you. Two from Sally. Six, seven. Ah, uh, that's an eleven. Okay. That, that's the other shoe dropping there. Uh, pretty much. Uh, so with that, never solve again. You guys take longer than expected. You do round the corner, and you do finally see the city lights to Sandpoint. Oh, we're approaching from the direction, the wrong direction that we thought we were. No, you guys are coming the right way, but you guys got lost a few times, found the trail again. But if you watched your actual trail from an overhead, you just did like a zigzag back and forth, and you finally went along the trail. Serpentine, serpentine. Yeah, so sure. like you guys took the long way round the road. You guys are going to make it back into town, and that's where I'm going to call it for the night here. We will pick up next time when you guys enter Sandpoint, and where Maniri and Gotara are going to go talk to the doctor. I do want to remind you guys it is now late in the game. It's probably about 8, 9 o'clock at night. Oh. Well, probably a little past 9. I, I was going to say, I, I know it was like a two-hour walk back. Um, you guys left a little past six, and it took you a little over two hours. So Okay, because I thought it was two hours there like during the day, so I figured it would be closer to three or four. I figured we were walking in around like 10, 11. No, not quite that late. Your your survival checks helped you guys get there a little quicker. Okay. Like more on pace, but uh, it is still something. point is we have enough time to put a guard on body watch. Uh, possibly. We'll see what happens. You guys are still worried about what happens at midnight, so trying to keep that in the back of your mind. But thank you guys. I know we had kind of a short session here because we did a little extra banter at the beginning. I like doing that every once in a while just to see where everyone's heads are at and see what's going on. And also I like going over level adjustments and what's going on with everybody. So we will pick up next time with what happens in Sandpoint, what happens with the doctor in the sanatorium. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Hey, Nate here, but you may know me as the GM. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. We would love for you to like, star, rate, or review on whatever streaming service you are using. Your help can bring new members who are still lost in the forest. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. This has been our presentation and interpretation of Paizo's Rise of the Rune Lords Adventure Path and background music by Sirenscape. Join us next time.